Hi, I'm Megan Wagner, a student pharmacist from Farmington Hills, Michigan. Hi, I'm Caitlin Jarrell, a student pharmacist from Dexter, Missouri. Hi, I'm Neil Patel, a student pharmacist from Meridian, Mississippi. You're listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. In this episode, we talk to Sarah White, former ASHP president and renowned health system leader, about relationship building to advance your practice. Greetings. I'm Stuart Haynes. And I'm Joshua Fleming. We're from the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. If you're like me, I've often wondered why some people seem to succeed at building strong, long-lasting relationships. And today, Sarah's going to tell us about her experiences with relationship building in institutional settings and lessons that she has learned. Yes, we are very, very fortunate to have Sarah White with us today. Dr. White was at the University of Kansas for many years, for 20 years, and served as their director of pharmacy. And then she moved to California to become the director of pharmacy at the Stanford Hospital and Clinics, which became Stanford Healthcare some years ago. And Sarah is very well known for her work in ASHP, having served as their president in the 1990s and doing lots of leadership training through the ASHP Foundation in more recent years. So, Sarah, thank you for joining us today for the Pharmacy Forward podcast. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Well, one of the reasons we felt like this would be a good topic to discuss with Sarah today is uh, related to a hard lesson I learned very early in my career. I came fresh out of residency and entered my first day of clinic and came in with collaborative practice agreement in hand and ready to go for the medical team to sign it, uh, wanting to let me start seeing patients for the next day for diabetes management. Um, Needless to say, that did not go over too well in that first uh, interaction with that team. They weren't quite ready to hand over their patients after having only met me five minutes ago. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about some of the hard lessons that you learned early on in your career? Certainly. I think as I reflect back on it, um, the major thing that I want to talk a bit about is how relationships and interactions are very different. And what we need are more relationships. So let me kind of illustrate this with some examples. People don't really have to help you. They can get by with minimum effort, um, especially like pharmacy techs, for example. Titles don't really help you. And Josh, your story is a good one. Just because you're a clinical pharmacist doesn't mean folks are going to hand over their patients. So let me define in contrast interactions versus relationships, because we really do both and we need both. Let me start with a, a common example. Uh, Say you go into Starbucks, you order a venti flat white, you pay, and someone makes that for you. You move down the counter, and you get your your, uh, coffee. That's an interaction, a roll-to-roll. You're a customer. They're the people selling the um, coffee. Now, a true relationship is when you go back and they start making your venti flat white as you walk in because they know you at a personal level. 
And so that's the difference between relationships and just interactions. We need both. But let me bring some more pharmacy examples. One of the chronic situations is always missing doses for nursing. And if you're a centralized pharmacy operation and a, a health system, um, you know, it's generally a phone call. And so a nurse calls the pharmacy, talks to whoever answers the phone, is frustrated because she can't find something. It's kind of transactional. Again, it's interaction because they don't really necessarily know each other. Now, a relationship in either a much smaller organization or if you're decentralized up on the units, say nurse Jennifer has a missing dose, she catches Sam, who's the clinical pharmacist, face-to-face to solve the problem. They know each other. They're much better able to decide why was that dose missing and we can fine-tune our systems. Same sort of thing with pharmacists and technicians. You know, technicians have a certain amount of work to do, but they also don't necessarily have to alert you to problems or extra effort like notes for the next shift or working ahead unless they truly want to. And they're going to want to because you have a personal relationship with them. Again, the role and title doesn't really bring you too, too terribly much. So what are the keys then to relationship? And let me just kind of summarize that. It's really knowing people personally and what's important to that person. You know, what's their career history, for example, their part in the system, the goals, perhaps, uh, perhaps their personal life, and they know you. So it's that personal name-to-name relationship. That's the extra mile. You're willing to help them. They're willing to help you. And it's really a two-way street. You've got to sincerely care about the person, which is reciprocated. And a good example is a recognition. It's been years ago now before we had PowerPoint, but you used to have to make slides and, and type them out and take them down to a photography department, and they had to shoot your slides. And of course, that took time, and they were backed up some sometimes, so it didn't happen quickly. And I don't remember the details particularly. Um, I must have gotten them to do something fairly quickly for me. What I do remember is I wrote a memo, that was before email days, a memo thanking them and copying their boss and my boss. And that memo was hung up down in the photography department. And Interestingly enough, whenever I wanted to get things done, I got things done quickly. Again, it's that personal give and take, acknowledging and recognizing people. Organizational politics are not always logical and rational. And titles and formal organizational structure isn't always where the power is. It's the relationships. Who knows who and who understands how to influence those people? Simply, you help them, they're willing to help you. So that's sort of my summary of the hardest lessons. Relationships and interactions are very different, and so make sure you are maximizing your relationships to be successful. So Sarah, we've all had relationships that are very important to us in our professional lives, and I'm, I'm wondering if you could share with us how professional relationships have really helped contribute to your career. Well, I think obviously the the kind of relationships and connections you make in professional organizations are really key. 
people that are, are from across the country or past students. And again, it's because people know each other. As you mentioned, I moved from Kansas out to California, and it was handy to be able to call some of the directors of pharmacy here in California and have them take my call because they recognize my name and ask them how the state health department, when it came in to really accredit the hospitals, interpreted the regulations. Because as I read them, they were kind of motherhood and apple pie, and I knew it was not gonna be that simple. So being able to connect with people that you've had a relationship with and acknowledge them, you've done something for them, they're gonna do something for you. So that's kind of within the profession for pharmacy leaders, it really is an addition to your staff. It's all the other department heads, senior administrators, nurses, and physicians. And one of the things as a pharmacist that we have a really challenge with is in drug therapy, when we're functioning as a pharmacist, we have to be a perfectionist. We can't take risks. We can't make mistakes or we're going to harm a patient. When we're trying to organize and process our work and maybe change our systems or influence others throughout the organization, that's leadership, even at the staff level. And that's an art, not a science. So there we're going to take some risks. We're going to try some things. We're going to learn as we go. And what I teach in the Pharmacy Leadership Academy is just two different hats, your pharmacist hat and your leader or trying to make changes hat. Think about who you're trying to influence or have a relationship with. And what you want to do is be able to connect with them, not just communicate. You know, the old adage, everybody communicates, few connect. And what that really means is tailoring your choice of words so that you are influencing that person and they can influence you back. A good example is if a nurse is frustrated with a missing dose, she doesn't care about the data or the numbers or this never happens or yet she has a real need to have that dose. And don't try to defend or blame, look for joint solutions. So I think relationships are really the give and take and it's doing things together so there are many different ways to get done what needs to get done. And so you always want to observe other successful people and see how they build relationships and how they get things done. Sarah, I feel that a lot of us could probably to learn how to do that. What are some unique barriers that you've, you've experienced building relationships in the institutional setting? And what advice would you give to somebody who is new into those areas? Great question. And I think the first thing I want to talk a little bit about is just, it's called generational differences. You know, I'm sort of a veteran. I'm a baby boomer. And I think, Josh, you're probably a millennial. So we see things very differently. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong, but I need to understand what's valuable to you. You need to understand what's valuable to me. And then we need to decide how to work together. And I think you may have five different generations in the workplace. So just keeping in mind that people don't all view the world the way you do is a real key. I think another barrier or challenge, I guess would be a better way to put it today, is these large systems and folks that aren't located where you are 
and you have to have that kind of relationship. And so you may need to use technology, maybe it's Skype, maybe it's FaceTime, so that you get to know people. It's not as easy as when you're bumping into them regularly. And the other thing I just see today is everybody being buried in email. Email is a great thing, but if you're so far behind and you spend a fair amount of time on your, your cell phone or your uh, computer in email versus the personal kind of contact that you can have, you're going to lose out on building relationships. And what I've been advising lately, I've been several different places where this has come up, is that as a pharmacy, you ought to agree among yourselves about you know, when is the expectation that someone will answer email? And maybe the expectation is if it's a true crisis, you text me or you call me. Otherwise, it may be a day or two before I get to email. You know, the understanding that at night and on weekends, unless it's a crisis, I'm not going to be working. So I think we've got a lot of work there. And in big systems, I think you need to volunteer for community service projects or committees. You need to be visible. And that's tougher to do today. I know in hospitals, Sarah, there can be a pretty strong hierarchy. There are lots of layers to the organizational chart. You've got vice presidents, you've got physicians with strong clout within the organization. You have nursing leaders and pharmacy leaders and so on. And, and a lot of junior professionals that have been recently hired to frontline positions like pharmacists and nurses and technicians often don't have the perceived power to make changes and they can feel like they're running into brick walls. Some people seem to be successful in this environment and others not. What would you recommend to someone who's new to a big institution on how to deal with all this hierarchy and how they might break through and be successful? Well, I think knowing people personally, and that just takes time to develop. You need to visit them wherever they're working Introduce yourself, ask to get to know, call them by name. Interestingly enough, you know, people are, are not called by name a lot. The concept of an elevator speech, was, which is just a you know, minute or two, sort of what you want to get people to, to know about you. So I think you want to take advantage of every opportunity to interact. If there are any kind of social events, you know, the hospital employee recognition or, you know, we're going to do something for the United Way, any place you can rub elbows and help people out. But you're going to have to, I think, go out of your way a bit. And especially as new folks come, some of them, I guess my tips for success is that even once you get relationships built, you need to invest in maintaining them and be sincere about maintaining that relationship. And you certainly need to get to know new people very quickly. And I think for pharmacy leaders, that's especially critical when new physicians come on board. You're going to have to be, I think, resourceful in what you do. And I think the other part of this whole relationship is you got to truly enjoy people. Look at them as a fun puzzle to be solved. You know, they're not always going to be the data points that we're used to in pharmacy. But that's the fun part of working is the people you get to know and how both of you grow together. I think one of the things I don't see pharmacists doing a lot of is observing other successful people. How do they do this? Um, when you go to meetings, don't sit with the professional meetings. Don't sit with the people you already know. Network 
and get to know new people. In your organization at committee meetings, watch the human dynamics within the group. And what you're trying to do is build a repertoire of sort of ways to handle things and get done what you need to get done. And you can watch very successful people, you know, run committee meetings, speak before uh, groups, and you can learn a lot about what to do, but you can also learn what doesn't work. So be observant and collect those kinds of, of um, experiences and look at yourself as an ongoing work in progress throughout your whole life and career and have fun doing it. Sarah, that's great advice. I wish I'd had this advice when I'd started back in my clinic a few years ago. It took me a couple of years to get that CPA, but I finally did. But it was only after I had built the relationship with those providers that I was able to get that successfully signed. We certainly appreciate you being here today, Sarah. I, I particularly like the notion that there is a difference between interactions with people where you are just making a transaction and then building a relationship with people. And Relationships require us to make an effort, to make connections with people, to know their names, and to understand their needs, and to let them know a little bit about us, too. The interpersonal dimensions are so critical to getting things done in organizations, and that's really where most of the work gets done. So I really want to thank you, Sarah, for joining us today and for making this podcast possible. We greatly appreciate your time today. It's been my pleasure. listening to Pharmacy Forward, a podcast about transforming knowledge into action. If you like this podcast, please subscribe using your favorite podcast app and tell all of your pharmacy friends and colleagues. Be sure to rate us and send us your feedback. We'd really love to hear from you. If you have a story you'd like to share about someone who's transforming knowledge into action, give us a call or send us an email. Pharmacy Forward is produced by the Division of Pharmacy Professional Development at the University of Mississippi School of Pharmacy. For more information about our professional development programs, visit PharmacyCPD.org. That's PharmacyCPD.org. That's PharmacyCPD.org. This episode was conceived and developed by Andrew Burton, Josh Fleming, Lori Fleming, Megan Brown, Stephanie Osling, and Stuart Haynes. Thank you.